Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. So welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. Uh, we will try not to go over the hour this week. Apologies for taking up quite so much of your time last week. Um, we'll try and be a little bit more succinct this we week. We never realised, did we, we at the did. time? <laughs> we didn't. It was only when we looked at the clock at the end that we thought, horror, that went on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we begin this week uh, with Gary Johnson's press conference. Thank you very much for the invite into that again. Quite a lot in there. Be interesting to hear what he has to say. There's been uh, some interesting news topics this week. Uh, a good, good win up at Fylde last weekend and a big game coming up. Uh, and then afterwards, we'll be chatting about the departure of Rory Keating, which amongst has happened this week, amongst yep. other things. The return of Armani Little, uh, a good win up at Fylde, um, a tricky game at home to Ebbsfleet on Saturday. And the fact, amazingly, that there are only 15 games to go before the end of the season. Time flies when you're having fun. So join us as we go into Gary Johnson's press conference. And the first voice you will hear will be Patrick's. Gary, we need to um, put a consistent run together uh, to get back into contention. What did you see in last Saturday's performance that made you feel we could do that? I've seen it in our last two performances, even though we got beat at Halifax. I saw our game coming back, and I certainly saw it at um, uh, in our last game. I put, what was it? Just testing Filed. Um, and so, I, although we've only got one result, out of the two, um, obviously one of them was a cup game anyway. I was I was pleased with our the way we were playing. It looked a little bit more like us, and uh, that's what we we needed to see. We needed to get that back as soon as possible. Talk to us about the dynamic we've got up front at the moment with Jamie Reid, Ben Whitfield in the last game, Calvin Lumbumba, Kalala. What is it you like about that kind of combination? Um, well, I think it's got goals in it, that's for sure. I mean, uh, obviously, Reedy's got his goal again. Um, despite a fella the week before at Halifax screaming at me to get rid of Reedy, <laughs> um, which uh, I did ask him why was he saying it, but he carried on walking. Um, it's unbelievable because you know, at this level you do get inconsistencies, but as a goal scorer, Reedy's very very consistent and he's a major part of what we're what we're trying to do um kalala we know needed a bit of experience you know with all due respect he's uh um he hasn't had a great upbringing as far as his football's concerned you know he hasn't been at an academy or anything like that so um he's picking up the game as he goes along but he uh he's gaining experience and he's realizing what it is he's got and how he can use it more often. And, uh, you know, Ben's just your pocket dynamo that, you know, he's, he's always, he does the most sprints in our team, he does the most running in our team, or one of the most. Um, and he's a good finisher, and I think we talked to him the other day, and he said seven goals is his best uh, tally this, you know, since he's been playing. Uh, and it's only, we've still got another 15 odd games to go so um, they're obviously dangerous you know we, and the two white men have got to work hard and Calvin's getting that in his game a little bit more now Ben's always done it so uh, it's, a, it's a front three and we won't always play a front three but um, at this moment in time they're, they're looking good and it allows us to play free in midfield if we need to um, and then uh you know, I, I've also seen things about the, about systems and all that and people get a bit bogged down with us playing a five and somebody always says, well that's us finished with a five or, and all that sort of thing and people like to make their own decisions on whether we win or lose, whether the system's any good or not. But um, you know, we, you're going to need to play all systems at this level on occasions because the opposition have different strengths and weaknesses and sometimes you have to match that to bring your game out and um, and that's what I always I'd always do so um, 
I need a squad, and I'm getting there. We are definitely getting there now. Um, I need a squad that can play in all types of shapes because it's not Sibutio or Championship Manager where um, you know it's quite easy and people's thumbs are better than that than some people's feet on the pitch. You know, with a very good at the old Championship Manager stuff, if that's what it is. But um, but I think we've got a group that can play all systems and that's what we'll play when we need it and then we'll see where we are at the end of the season. So, uh, yeah. It must be exciting to have Armani Little back in the team. He helped us see the game out against AFC Fylde and uh, everybody will, will be looking forward to seeing him back in action again uh, with the kind of unique skills that he has in the team. Yeah, he's trained really, really well and uh, yeah, he's also got that uh, Spotter's badge where he can spot a pass uh, when he needs it, needs it. Uh, he's another one that can play as a number 10, a centre midfielder, he can play wide, um, you know, he, he can play any any position you give him really because he's a good footballer. Um, but we're still managing him and we've still got to be careful that we don't set him back. So you know, we have to use him as and when and uh, we'll know the right time to go. Bang, it might be this week where we say, right, good, there you go, get on with it. We're playing Ebsley on Saturday. Um, <laughs> what challenge will they present? Um, and uh, we'll, we'll be looking at the uh, the away game uh, for inspiration. That we won, yeah, of yeah, no, exactly. That was a good good result there. And at the moment, it's pretty similar to the men mentality of the Fylde game, really, where you know, Fylde are up against it at the moment, as Ebsley are, they will see themselves as needing a, a result or two to get themselves with a chance of getting out of the relegation. They'd be disappointed that they're in that spot because they worked so hard a few couple of seasons ago to get in the uh, national conference. So, um, and it may be one of those typical home games where you might have to break break a team down and. Uh, and that's what we, we might have to do. And of course, all teams as well, not only do they um, uh, not you know try and get men behind the ball, but they also always have one or two players that are quite handy on the counter-attack. And uh, so obviously we're gonna have to be wary of that as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good game uh, for us, uh, not an easy game, but it's a game at home after an away result, which is always good because hopefully if we can get uh, playing more bouncing, as as the song goes, then uh, we can we can give ourselves a, an an extra push in the push to try and find a playoff place in time. In terms of our ins and outs, uh, we're in the January transfer window, of course. Um, activity can carry on for a little bit longer, of course. But uh, where are we at the moment? Um, we're. Uh, we're where we want to be really as f at the moment you know you can't give all details of everything that, that we're doing but um, we know that you know Rory's um, almost certainly going to join Gateshead um, there's just the paperwork to be done uh, I think we might, Rory might have jumped the gun a bit but he was desperate to say cheerio to everybody like a nice fella that he is and uh once a champion, always a champion. So, um, you know, he, he's, he's very close with the other boys and vice versa. But Rory needed to play. You know, Rory's got that uh, mentality that um, he needs to play every week. And he's of that age now that he needs to play every week. Um, he finds it sometimes difficult when he's not playing. In, uh, but, listen, he's been a great servant to us and uh, he was fantastic, you know, last year, um, and now he's got a chance to play regular uh, in a team, and, and I think it will help him. So it was almost being cruel to be kind, um, but we've also got another striker coming in, uh, which we can probably confirm uh, a little bit later on today. In terms of injuries, in terms of fitness, how we set for the Saturday game? Um, we were okay. A couple took. Knox that we was a bit worried about I thought the old black cat had arrived again but um, we're hoping today that uh, the two that had Knox uh, could probably possibly be available we'll know that when we get out training today see how they go but the 
medical team has given them a, uh, and a, the okay to train, so that's the first good thing. I won't say who it is. And the opposition suddenly set their sights on somebody's bad arm or bad leg or bad whatever it is. So, um, so hopefully, um, you know, we, we'll have a, a similar sort of squad. Uh, we, with Kyle as well, should be available, will be available, I'm sure. Um, Carl Cameron, because his was a, a little knock, and, and he, he's definitely fit to uh, be in the squad. You mentioned bringing in a new striker, can you tell us any more about that? <laughs> no, not really, no. That's what I had no. to ask. Yeah, <laughs> no, of course. Um, no, we, we, the only reason is, I mean, Rory's one is, is, is just down to the paperwork, so everything's been agreed. Um, but until everything's absolutely agreed with both clubs, which it, it has done verbally, um, and we've been allowed to speak to the player verbally, um, and this is an on ongoing thing we've had for a little while, so we're um, we're just waiting and you know. Is it alone? No, it's not. Uh, yes, it's, I'm sorry. Yes, it is alone. Yeah, it's alone, um, which means we have to manage our lungs. But this is a particular lung that we we didn't really want to turn down because we've been working on it for for, for some time. <laughs> um, but all will become clear later. It, it'll be yeah. come clear later. He probably won't be involved. Um, at the weekend because he's he's still got a game this week uh, before his his club will release him. Um, Jared, has he managed to take part in a proper session yet? Or uh, um, no, he hasn't. Not no. yet. Um, he's you know he's champion a bit too. Yeah. But uh, no, he, he hasn't uh, come into a session just yet. Um, but I think he's he's very close. Yeah. And Matt views. Yeah, similar. Yeah, um, very similar. Every day usually feels that the next day he's going to be ready. Um, and, you know, and then he warms up on that and he just feels it. So while they're feeling an injury, yeah. you don't want to set them back again, you know, so you just take them out and rest them. So, but again, I don't think he's, he's that far away either. No. And then we've still got uh, Win Ben Winter, who, you know, he'd, yeah, the idea of that is he feels he'll be ready by the Wrexham game if you you know from a time scale and then uh, we've just got to keep an eye on Liam because uh, really it's how he feels over the days and all of a sudden he'll wake up and go I'm, I'm ready you know I feel great today yeah. and is he able to do anything yet not really no he's no. still with the physios no. he, he's doing I think a lot of jogging he's, yeah. he's obviously weight bearing on it now so everything's okay with that but Again, when when you get that, when you still got a little feeling in the injury, then you you, you know it's not quite healed yet. No. I mean, it's only when, as I say, they wake up and go, "Eureka!" I'm, I can't feel anything. No. I remember after the game at Ebbsfleet, which obviously we won four two and, and good attacking performance. I remember speaking to you after the game, and you were saying how impressed you were with with especially up front and how lively they were yeah. and what a handful they were yeah. it didn't I think at the time we were going quite well and they were yeah. struggling and you were saying it didn't feel like that at all no at times, that's right you know? well they've got some um, uh, very experienced players yeah if you if you have a you know have a look and they've got a couple out at the moment through uh, a couple of red cards yeah I think they've got a red card in each of the last three, three games. games yeah yeah um, so you know we've done our homework i'm sure they've done their homework and uh we just have to you know wait and see uh what you know which team turns up but, yes. but we yeah you can't you, you can't take any team lightly i know well, when you look at the playoff situation you know at the moment what we're five points adrift of that at the moment yeah. and there's a lot of games coming up against teams who are all in that mix it's such well we've been we've been saying it almost since the word go and we have volatile this league is and, yeah, and how, how unpredictable <laughs> it is uh, that, that almost anything could and probably will happen well exactly well um, we've had that case with us yeah. uh, at, at home on a couple of occasions you yeah. know where <coughs> teams have sat back in uh, you know not giving us too much room and then, then if that coincided with us giving the ball away a little bit then uh, they can punish it definitely because they've all got players <coughs> that can cause you a problem and you know we've got to make sure that we cause a bigger problem and get that you know get that first goal on the 
on on the sheet so that we can um, nobody can waste time if you like you know and uh, see the game out and the ball only be in play for 25 minutes in each half you know what I mean so um, so that's you know we we got to be careful of them mm. but we also uh, it's it's a big game for us to get a result in the position we're in. So an interesting press conference today. Uh, plenty to talk about there. Um, we'll talk about the departure of Rory Keating in a minute. But interesting that um, that we may be getting a new player arriving, possibly yeah. as early as today. Yes. Um, uh, I'm not surprised about that because mm-hmm. uh, apart from anything else, Gary Johnson has hinted that, um, you know, outs or ins would be would be yeah. accompanied by the opposite um, and apart from anything else when you you know say goodbye to a player as as um, popular and and as significant as Rory Keating has been over the last what, yeah. nearly three years yeah he's been here a while um, uh, and you know then you know somebody like that needs replacing um, uh, we'll discuss you know the background to him leaving in a minute but and also, of course, Jared Lewington, uh, yeah. who's, who is United's other specialist centre-forward at the moment, um, isn't quite back. He's nearly back, but not quite back from a, from a, a concussion protocol. This is a shocker, isn't it? I mean, for Jared more than anybody else, this is New Year's Day that he was yeah. shaken up. He wasn't shaken up badly enough for the many of the fans to notice. No. But obviously... You don't take chances with a concussion injury, and he's still feeling the effects of that. Well, um, as you know, Herald Express readers will know by now, and probably dead and live readers as well. Um, uh, obviously, he's he's you know been a bit out for a little while with this concussion thing. What actually happened was he was also hurt in the four-one win over Woking. He took a bang on the head in that match yeah. and was fine and appeared to be okay. He then went on as a sub. <clears throat> what only so the working game was the 28th 28th yeah uh, on the first that's three days later four days later and then got another bang moments after coming yeah. on the pitch in a challenge for which he was booked which we, I think we probably mentioned last week as well uh, and so a combination of the two has he's been fine he's been walking around okay yeah been chatting to him etc etc but he's just and he's been running yeah uh, but he he for, it took him a little bit longer when he was doing the little changes of direction, change direction, kind of twists and yeah. turns. Yeah. He didn't, you know, didn't keel over or anything mm-hmm. like that. But just clearly, you know, those. Thankfully, not many of us take that sort of bangs to the head, no. and, and um, he just suddenly went, would pull up and go, "Whoa, that's not quite right." But he's he's been getting better now all the time. He's very close to to, to training yeah. properly, and he's got a smile on his face and. Um, so in that scenario, um, uh, I, I don't think it was a surprise that, that, that uh, Gary Johnson is looking and has been looking for a new striker. He's said it in his yeah. many words. Um, you know, he's constantly looking to try and find better than what yeah. United have got. And isn't that his job? It is. It'd be interesting to see who he gets, though, wouldn't it? It'd yeah. be very interesting to see who comes in. Um, yeah, always nice to see a, a fresh face coming in and um, interesting. Yes, Run, running a football <coughs> club and a football team is is a constant renewal. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's an ongoing process. It doesn't stand still. It never stands still. If you do that, you go backwards. And and but but we'll talk about this in a minute when well, when we when we have a bit more of an in depth chat about Rory. But um, yeah, well let, let's do that because I mean it's never yeah, easy for a club to say goodbye to a, a, a terrace favourite, is no. it? And if you haven't been following the news this week, Rory is off. We believe he's off to Gateshead. The, yeah. the, the I's haven't been dotted and the T's haven't been crossed yet. But All Rory, but. But it, it appears that he's off to Gateshead, yeah. uh, who play in National League North. North, they, they were relegated. In other words, they didn't get themselves relegated. They were demoted yeah. um, at the end of last season for all sorts of financial irregularities. Not, you know, I'm not saying they're all criminals or anything like that, but there were financial problems up there. And um, they were demoted. Yeah. At one time, it looked as if they were going to have been demoted lower than the National League North, but they have lined up in the National League North. They're, and of they're, course, they're managed by one of our own, aren't they? They are, yeah. Mike Williamson, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, born and bred in this parish, probably, Indeed. we're sitting in yes, Paynton. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and uh, joined United's trainee scheme uh, under Paul Compton, came up through the academy, the age groups, yeah. and has gone on to have an absolutely great career. Uh, huge favourites with well, particularly Newcastle, but yeah. uh, several other clubs as well. 
and is now into management. Um, uh, he's since leaving Newcastle. He's he's sort of never really left the area up there. So he's obviously here and his family is yeah. settled and he stayed and he's now manager of Gateshead and, and good luck to him. So and we think Rory's in good hands with uh, Mike oh, Williamson, don't we? you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike's a proper bloke. He yeah. is. Um, yeah. uh, he was a very good player. I remember him making his debut one night at Bristol City in a League Cup tie under Roy McFarland, 17 years old. Yeah. Played a right back because uh, he ended up at centre-half. And very, I think United lost that night. But but you, one of the, you know, when you look down and you gaze on somebody, you go, "Wow, he'll do." And he'll do. Roy yeah. was, I remember Roy was very very pleased with him after the game, and virtually saying he won't be with us for very long. And he duly sure wasn't. Enough. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no. So yeah, good luck to Ruri uh, uh, going up there. Um, uh, it's it's quite a <laughs> trek. It's, it's for the key teams, obviously his partner, yeah. they've got a little yeah. baby nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, but it, it's no. You, you do have to move on sometimes yeah. to just to kickstart or, or, or to renew your career. And, and, um, and a, a lot of, in fact, most of Rory's football this season has been off the bench. Yes, it has. You kind of get the feeling that he might start a bit more often if he's playing national league. I can't imagine Gateshead signing him unless... They no. are going to start him. You don't sign somebody in those circumstances to play on the bench, do you? So a, a run of matches will do him good. And they, you know, there's obviously the feeling that he was an impact player off the bench for Torquay. And he was. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, it, it's... When he first turned up from... I think Finn Hearts was the last club he'd played for or Galway or something like that. He, he, he walked in the place, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, up for it. Kevin Nicholson signed him. Yeah. And you knew what you were going to get the moment he ran out on the pitch. Yeah. Um, all action, efforts. He helped United to stay up in his first season. Signed in February two thousand seventeen. Yes, just yeah. under three years ago. Um, uh, and his brand of you know centre forward play, yeah. you know, all action centre forward play was just what a struggling team needed. Um, I remember he scored a. Terrific header at Lincoln when they were running away with the National League North title at a uh, National League title, sorry, at Easter. Um, uh, stunned and yeah. ten thousand crowd at Sinsel Bank with a typical Keating header, um, going in where it hurts. Um, and you know he's been uh, interestingly enough. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of support to say, oh, he fell out with Gary Johnson. Not yeah. in the least of it. I, I know that for a that fact. That doesn't seem I'm, to be the case. No, too, no, no. And, and, and look, look. I'm sure Rory Keating hasn't been happy that that he's not been playing regularly. But that's that's a foot. That's yeah. Ten a penny with foot. You know that, that happens all the time with footballers. Um, but the arrival of Gary Johnson actually sparked him into his best season for United. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and it wasn't because he was playing up front every week. He wasn't. Um, Gary Johnson got him to play wide right, um, and he embraced it. He 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 really got stuck in, um, and was a big part of United's um, promotion championship yeah. season last season. Scored half a dozen very important goals, um, including three all told against um, uh, who was that team from Essex that uh, um, they struggled to beat uh, up there two one. I can't remember. Go on, we'll, yeah. get it, we'll get it in a Concord. second. Concord? No, 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 the other lot. Um, uh, madness, we'll get it in a second. <laughs> yeah, I've had a complete blank. But two at Playmore, one up there. Yeah. Uh, Dartford away, I remember, yeah. a terrific goal there. Um, and as you and uh, we, we pointed out several times, um, you know, one of the passes of the season, if not the pass of oh. the season at Woking yeah. in the crucial game there. But that was moments before, unfortunately. He suffered a fractured cheekbone, which knocked him out the last four mm -hmm. games of the championship running. But um, it, I mean, his his last goal at Plainmore was that goal in in the win over Woking, which was an absolute beauty. So um, you know, it's a sort of remember me this way kind that's of thing, right. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so no, it was a, an no, absolute no, cracker. Telling me no, East Thurrock, of course, East is the team Thurrock. we're trying to think of. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Um, no, so you know, it's been a great run with him. Um, this is what happens at football clubs. It's it's a never it's a constantly changing scene. Yeah. And although uh, you know it, it's you and I have been supporters of this club and other clubs for for donkeys years, and we've had moments where oh they're not getting rid of surely yeah. they're not getting rid of yeah. him. 
and you know it's sad at the time partly because you like to have a bond with a player don't you yeah. you like to have somebody who is part of your weekly experience you know week in week out and of course a big thing is is you knew what you were going to get from Rory Keating every yeah. single week yeah. and and that for a supporter going along and paying his money um you know each week the the least you want to see usually is effort now that's not always that doesn't make you, you know, the greatest player who ever lived because there'd be plenty of people who say, well, of course you've got to have effort. You know, what do you mean? Can you play yeah. centre-forward without, without running around and putting your head in? But I know um, what you mean. There are players who you feel have still got a little bit left in the locker, but you never felt that with Rory, did you? No, that's right. And, and, and look, it takes all sorts to make a football team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Greaves, probably the, one of the greatest post-war strikers in English football history, always used to say, there's never been a good team yet without a cheat in it. And I should know because I was it, and 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 it's right though, isn't it? Yes, true. If you've yeah. got if you've got if if you've got a player up front who hangs around the penalty box and appears to be having cigars out most of the afternoon, and he scores you the goal that wins the game, that's his job. That's and, what you And need. you have yeah. to have all these different types in a football team. You yeah. have to have the cultured this. You have to have the ruthless that. You have to have the athletic this. You have to have the skillful that. All of those things go into a football team, but. For fans, from a fan's point of view, they do like to see people get stuck yeah. in. And Rory Keating always got stuck in. So we wish Rory well. We're, to, we? we're we talking about as if, as if he's passed on. Of course no, he has gonna have, He's, he's, he's going to score a lot of goals. For well, and, and good luck to him. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, hopefully, if he's scoring goals for Gateshead, it's accompanied by Torquay doing quite well as well. Because there's nothing worse, is there, than somebody leaving the club, going somewhere else, scoring a load of goals, and meanwhile you don't. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but that's why Gary Johnson has gone out Bring, by the yeah. look of it and is bringing somebody else in. Um, whether he's a direct replacement or not, we'll see. But um, that's part of that. the constant yeah. renewal process that yeah. goes on. Absolutely. So with only 15 games to go, it's frighteningly, yeah. um, you've done a bit in the Herald Express this week, you've done a bit of a breakdown. Can we get into the playoffs, Dave? If we put a run together, can we still... Oh, definitely. I mean, there was that point in October where we were bumping around in second, third and fourth places and it was it was the pinch-me season. Things have not gone particularly well since then, but Gary seems to see signs that they're turning it around. Great results on Saturday at Fylde. If they can follow that up with a win on Saturday against Ebbsfleet, we're um, we're back in the game again, aren't well, we? Well, um, look, I'm not. You have to be careful to get ahead of yourself, and we are. Oh, I, I never am. No, <laughs> <laughs> we are still only eight points clear of the, yeah. the relegation zone. And even as Gary Johnson was saying a couple of weeks ago, we've got to get to fifty odd points yeah. as quickly as we possibly can, so that we don't. That, that job is done uh, and it isn't done yet but th this season has been so volatile and this division and, is yeah, so I was going to say not just for us no 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 for, for absolutely yeah. everybody uh, it's almost certain that if Barrow win it um, and let's face it they're not sure to by any stretch of the imagination I think they're what five is it four or five points clear at the moment no no three points clear with two games in hand something mm -hmm. like that um, there's no, there's, they're on a great run and yeah. good luck to them but the points total they've got at the moment indicates to you that even if they repeat what they've done up to now they still won't get the normal points total Lake Norian yeah. won it last year with less than usual which is about 89 points yeah. normally the champions win it with 93, 94 that's yeah. right yeah. Um, unless you're Cheltenham Town under Gary Johnson, they won it with 101 points about three or four years ago. But um, so the 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 champions aren't going to have as many points as usual. That would almost indicate that perhaps you would need to get more points than usual to get in the playoffs. But not even that seems to be the case, which is another indication of yeah. how even the division is. Um, and I know some supporters, and I can absolutely understand them saying 50 points won't be enough to stay up this season. You may, in other words, the concertina effect yeah. is that the clubs at the bottom may well get more points than they usually do. Normally, you think 48, 50 points would keep you up. I know lots of supporters who are very good students of this sort of thing and, and, and work it all out who think that 52 points may be needed to stay yeah. up. Um, so, you know, there you go. Um, United have got what? 41 at the moment, something like that, um, with 15 games to go. Uh, they're five points off the playoffs at the moment, 
there's a whole series of games coming up this weekend when teams above United are playing each other. Yeah. Um, uh, if they beat Ebbsfleet, they could be what within one win of the playoffs with 14 games to go. Yeah. You know, yes. We'd have taken that at the start of the season, wouldn't we? Well, well absolutely. Yeah. And also, we'd have definitely taken it when we were lost yeah. when we were losing every week a couple of month, you know, a month or two ago. So, um, and here we go again. The injuries are starting to clear up. Yeah. Uh, or not yeah. starting, they are clearing up. And that's a big, big plus and, yeah. a, and an encouraging you know, sign from United's point of view. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, ne the next players to recover, to get back into the squad, should be Ben Winter, Matt Buse, Jared Lewington. Yeah. And Liam Davis isn't all that far behind. Well, he, Liam Davis is running at the moment. Yeah. Now, now, running and playing football are two very different yeah. things. And we, we don't expect him back for a month, probably mm. yet, uh, in terms of actual playing. Um, uh, and But Ben Winter is should be back earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, so that's your, two, your right back, left back. Um, but in the meantime, United have got Jackson Longridge in from Bradford City, who yeah. um, I didn't go to file, but um, by all accounts played pretty well there. He, he showed he up quite well on his player, debut against yeah. Halifax. Yeah. You've got Joe Lewis doing a pretty good yeah. job at right back at the moment. And of course, we mustn't forget that Gary Warren has come in yeah. uh, from Exeter City and, and everybody so far has liked the look of him as well. So United look, especially with Winter and Davis, on the horizon, yeah. that that you know things might might be, and of course, Carl Cameron didn't play at um, at Fylde no. last week. You know, very disappointing for him because I know he had set his heart on having an He'd ever been, ever present yeah. season. It was a long um, run of consecutive games. Yeah, for him it was well, a little it? Achilles yeah. problem. And yeah. by all accounts, he, he he'll be available again this weekend if selected. Um, you've got people like Jean-Yves Cuniarte, who, who's yeah. you, you know you mustn't forget all these people. They're all there and, yeah. and trying to get in the side. Um, and of course, we then come on to the name that everybody was so pleased to see back last Saturday, which was Armani Little. Armani Little. Now he came on. I, I think you described it as a cameo. Well, it was quite it, a long it, cameo. It was <laughs> seventy-eight minutes. You'd think, well, that'll be a cameo. It turned because yeah. of six minutes of stoppage time, which turned out to be a little bit longer than that. It, so that's eighteen minutes. The best part of twenty minutes he got yeah. last Saturday. And um, talking to people who were there, and and uh, they all say that. He looked effectively yeah. back to Armani Little straight away. Now, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody it coming is. back from these injuries. And Gary Johnson was talking about how important it is to manage him at the yeah. moment. I wonder if it's too soon to start with him on Saturday. I think the way Gary was talking in his press conference, he was almost sort of hinting at that, wasn't yeah. he? Um, yeah. uh, and you do have to be careful. You have to yeah. be careful. I mean, yeah. look at everybody's talking about these the, the strains and the pressures that Premier League players are on. Marcus Rashford playing twice a week, his back finally goes. Jamie Vardy is yeah. something in his, in his backside, <laughs> not, not in terms of effort, but, but that went last yeah. night against West Ham. These players are under huge pressure and it doesn't take an awful lot under mm. those sort of pressures for stuff to crack up, does yeah. it? And, and, um, so Amani Little has already come back from one hamstring injury and broken down again uh, although not w w with a with a, a, a strict recurrence of the of the mm. first one um, uh, and uh, you know you just want to do everything possible to make sure as they were before that he yeah. was absolutely right yeah. and up and running so uh, because but potentially he's such an important player for United yeah. <clears throat> without loading it all onto <clears throat> pardon his lap <laughs> he he just is different to any other United player midfield player yeah. United yeah. have got he combines the <clears throat> the craft the running yeah um, uh, the, 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 the pace yeah the dead uh, ball skills the dead well. ball skills yeah. and the ability to stick one in from 25 yards yeah. Yeah. He, he you know not, he obviously isn't you know um, uh, Van Bruyne, uh, De Bruyne but but you know he, he's, he's the National League De Bruyne, a, there yeah. you go yeah. Yeah, we'll, hang on, we'll, <laughs> we'll kill him in a minute won't we? but you know what I mean yeah uh, and and at his when he's on it 100% flying Amani Little is a serious serious player and um, you know good be, luck to him as he completes his be great to see him in the starting lineup even if it isn't this Saturday when when he does rejoin the starting lineup the roof will come off on it that's, that's right absolutely yeah. 
Now, uh, another player that we talked about last week that we were saying we kind of hoped that he'd get an extension on his um, Prove Yourself contract, and he has, which is good news for Aaron Nemain. Yes, isn't it? it happened right at the end of last week after after yeah, the podcast. after we podded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and uh, uh, and, it, and it came after, funnily enough, his his performance against Halifax in the mm. trophy, which he had lost that game, of course. This um, was the, when he was a roving midfielder, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. he's operated on the right wing up to now yeah. and, and looks like a right winger as well. Um, and suddenly he appeared as a sort of a, uh, whether it's a number 10, I don't think it was quite number 10, <laughs> but, but as a midfield player who was yeah. trucking up and down the middle, sort of trying to spark things off, looking to get shots away. Uh, obviously it wasn't perfect because, apart from anything else, United lost the match. But we could see he, he had a lively afternoon yeah, against, against Halifax. Yeah. And by all accounts, he played in almost exactly the same role at Fylde. Mm-hmm. And United fans at Mill Farm said that he did pretty well in that up yeah. there as well. And a combination of that sort of stuff. Playmore fans have seen little 15, 20-minute yeah. spells of what he's potentially capable of. And I thought Gary Johnson put it quite interestingly when in the week. You know, when he was talking about um, Aaron Amain, and, and, and he said, people must remember, um, we haven't got the player, the Manchester City player. No, that was We've got the player quote. who used to play for Manchester yeah, City. Uh, yeah. um, and, and in other words, he, he's, he's not played very little football this season. He's mm. had um, the, the, the spells in Holland and Belgium yeah. and Rangers and everything. Quite a sort of a bitty time. And he's finally come back to England, yeah. uh, and he's needed some time to come up to the levels that that, that are required. Yeah. Um, and but you do have the player who Manchester City signed and yeah. who thought quite a lot of for quite a while. Yeah. Or, or potentially you don't have him now, but but hopefully he's getting he's, to, he's that, there, to that. It's in there. He's in there. Yeah. And um, so no, and he's got a contract now to the end of the season, a yeah. bit like Jared Lewington has. Um, well, nearly all of them actually have got <laughs> their contracts are up in the summer, and we'll chat about that in a minute as well. But no, I mean he's he's he now has to really push on, mm. you know, yeah. and, and and I'm sure he will. He, he's um, it's I think sometimes fans when you when a player hasn't played a lot of football for a while, hasn't been at a club, yeah. they try, they train on their own. They try and do bits. They try and bring other clan I train with you, and also it's not the same as day in, day out, week no. in, week out training at the levels that clubs like Torquay do it. Yeah, um, because because even though they're playing in the national league, I mean we we've seen little bits of them training up there. It's hard, isn't it? It's, oh, and, it, it's and it's tough. full on here. It, yeah, it's, they're not mucking about. Long There's, sessions, uh, hard sessions. It's it's the intensity of it. Yeah. Jared Lewington, when we were doing a piece with him this week, he he, he referred to that it's so intense. Yeah, and you go home after a session or a double session, and you you recover, especially even on they usually train Monday, Tuesday, have Wednesday off, and back in Thursday. Yeah, you go home Tuesday night after two pretty full days and intense days. And you spend the Wednesday recovering, yeah. getting ready for the Thursday. And Jared was talking about not only physically but mentally. You're from going to be from a part-time footballer to a full-time yeah. footballer. And let's say Aaron Main was probably effectively a part-time footballer before he came to Torquay um, because he didn't have a, a club. Um, that that mentally as well, you're thinking about the next training session. What yeah. might be we doing? Am I up for it? Am I, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because constantly those players know Aaron Downs, Gary Johnson, and the other coaching staff are watching every yeah. single... They yeah. see them pick their nose and do their tie-ups. They yeah. do not miss a trick. And you have to keep proving yourself every day to them. Who needs GPS when you've got Aaron and, and Gary oh, watching? I've forgotten you, about GPS, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and and so this is the level, yeah. and sometimes it can take you a few weeks of that with all the little knocks and bumps and mm. bruises and strains that come along with that. And finally, you get yourself to the level of required for yeah. full-time yeah. bloody professional football and doing it every Saturday and maybe a Tuesday as well. Um, Another player that we should mention as well. We talked about him last week having had an interesting week in which he turned out for Fulham's under-23s. He then proceeded to have a terrific game up at Fylde. By all accounts. Calvin Kalala. Yeah. Mercurial is the word that we used 
Um, wouldn't it be great to see him get into a real run of form, you know, which we saw earlier in the season when Torquay were playing really well. Calvin was playing really well, got a couple of absolute picture goals as well. Um, great to see him firing on all cylinders again. Well, it will be, won't it? And 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 again, Johnson was, was saying today, wasn't he, referring to the fact that before he came to Torquay last season, you know, he hasn't had your normal football upbringing. He no. was never part of an academy. He was never a trainee or an apprentice, as we used to call them back in the old days. So he's never had those all those lessons you learn as a, as a full-time apprentice, trainee, yeah, yeah. day in, day out, those little lessons that go into your head, what you do in certain circumstances, how you have to approach it, what your job is, etc., etc., etc. He's had to learn, he's still learning this, and I think that's what Gary Johnson yeah. was talking about. Uh, at his press conference today, he's they're still been having to try and teach him all this stuff. He's got this talent. He's got this ability. Well, would Fulham be having having him up to play for them if he didn't? No, no of course they wouldn't. Not. Um, so, wouldn't it be great after you know a bit of a in and out season, uh, one or two injuries, uh, a bit of frustration because he hasn't been able to quite deliver that talent in the way that he would want to, yeah. that he, he suddenly takes another step up yeah. and starts to look like the player we all that would be great, think and hope he can be. It's all part of that. There's just kind of a feeling about the place that, that we've bottomed out, hopefully, touching wood, and there's a bit of an upswing yeah. coming, isn't and I it? And I think this, you know, we... we Football changes week to week, doesn't it? Yeah. You're up one minute and you're down the next. Of course you are. But you know there were reasons why United went into that slump. Mainly, they had an injury list. Yeah. You know, um, Newcastle United apparently have got an injury list at the moment, which everybody talks about. Well, I bet it is. I bet yeah, it's call that an injury or list, whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure it probably is. Um, but it's you know United had nine or ten. Yeah senior players out for several weeks and you know yeah. you can't snap your fingers and just get over that and pretend that everything's all right um so but anyway you know fingers go. crossed now this time last year gary was busy putting players under contract he was I mean, one of the things that was quite surprising at the time we hadn't seen it done before but gary explained why he did it <clears throat> he took a lot of the players who were dominating national league south at this time last season and put them under contract for the next year. Yeah. Do you think that kind of discussion is going on at the moment? All the indications are that it is. Yeah. Um, uh, and we can go through very quickly the players who he signed up. Yeah. Basically, they had contracts until the end of last season, and he gave them another year on the end of those contracts. So effectively, he was signing them up to new 18-month contracts. Yeah. Um, uh, Sean McDonald. Yes. Uh, ben Winter. Liam Davis. Kyle Cameron, uh, Asa Hall and Ryan Dixon were already on two-year contracts, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether Liam Davis was or not, but anyway, it doesn't really okay. matter. Yeah. Hall, Dixon, Jamie Reid, Ruri Keating, Calvin Kalala, Jean-Yves Kouignati, and Olaf Casella on his 17th birthday last March yes. were yeah. signed up to, to, to that sort of contract. So he had 11 players mm-hmm. of, of that squad within by the end of February time, yeah. right, Casella did his in March. Um, <clears throat> signed up for the rest of last season mm-hmm. and the thinking was as Johnson has said several times I wanted to say to these players look you are going to win this championship and you're all here you're all part of it yeah. you've all got another year on your contract you've all got security of that etc 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 and you're going to have a chance to prove that you've not when you've won this championship to go up and show that you can yeah. do it in the National League. So it took those two boxes. And by all accounts, he's indicated that he's starting to think along the same yeah. lines. Because most of those players will be on deals they're, they're, uh, to the end of this season. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yes, they, exactly. No, And the vast majority of them are. Yeah. But <clears throat> obviously, as things stand, uh, I think Ryan Dixon, we know, is, is leaving, mm-hmm. although he's yeah. still technically under loan. Ruri Keating is leaving. All the rest are still... Yeah. Very much part of the squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he's got interesting decisions to make about players who've come in since as well. There have been some interesting arrivals <laughs> since then. Yeah, as well. yeah. You, you know, you, 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 there are, there's lots, of, several players who've, who've yeah. come in since. When people, you think about people like Ben Whitfield, Lucas Cobbland, all that. 
those 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 players. So it's a very interesting interesting time of the time season of year all. again. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's if he didn't do it, if Johnson didn't do it and was just sort of sat and folded his arms and waited for the end of the season, what he's trying to do is to avoid as much as he can. He, he can't do it completely. That that the, the, the the absolute scrum that happens in the summer with yeah. all your players out of contract and you have to start all over effectively renegotiating start all over again he 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 it's he can't resign everybody because he has to assess who who is going to be good enough to do the job that yeah he, that needs to be done apart from anything else at the moment I know United are only 13th in the middle of the table, but you never know what might happen. And, of course, you don't know what division you're going to be in. Hopefully, we're definitely not going to be in the National League South. That would be a disaster. But you you never quite know. So it's a a very difficult and, you know, potentially touchy uh, thing. Because as soon as you start offering new contracts to maybe one player and you haven't offered a new contract to another, that's... Then has yeah. you know that the, obviously the, we can all work out the pitfalls of that situation or the potential, but um, no, very interesting, very interesting time yeah. of year, yeah, indeed. Well, we've I think we've dealt with the file game. Neither of us was at the file game. Thank you very much to the person who was um, keeping me up to date with the updates on his mobile phone on Saturday afternoon as Great. we were going around the Clash London Calling exhibition at the Museum of London. By the way, if you're in London. Go and have a look at that. Well done. Um, he said, uh, talking of equalised, uh, I said, brilliant, who scored it? And he had a look at his phone and he said, um, Azahal? You've got a player <laughs> called Azahal? It's starting to make me think for a minute. It's a hall, of course it is. So, um, it, and by the way, how important for United to equalise so quickly yeah. after they've taken, you know, we all know how United have suffered on, uh, on occasions this season, too many of them, by falling behind and then, not through lack of effort, but just tightening up yeah. and struggling to pull it back. United have, have won precious few games this season or, and points from losing positions. Mm. And for Hall to get on the end of that corner, Lemonhaven's corner, and head that in, equaliser straight away. I'll yeah. bet it had a, as massive effect on Torquay as it probably did on Fylde as well. And of course, United very deservedly pushed on uh, went there, on and pushed yeah. on from there. Sounds like a, a good one. But he shall always be known as as a howl from now on. Um, two games this week, not just the Ebbsfleet game at Playmore on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. See you there, by the way. Uh, but Torquay play at Tavistock next week. Next uh, Wednesday night. Providing the pitch is okay. Yeah. It doesn't, um, doesn't get rained on too much. We, we did mention it last week, didn't we, in passing? Um, uh, Tavistock in the what you and I know as the Devon Bowl. Yeah. Um, it's called something else. That would be interesting. What sort uh, of team yeah, you put um, out for that uh, Is that the quarter, yeah, quarter final of the, yeah. of the Devon Bowl? And you're quite right. It'll be very interesting to see what sort of team. In the wake of the Ebbsfleet game, yeah, uh, you, you never know what comes Let, out of that. Let's talk about Ebbsfleet then. Ebbsfleet will always, forevermore be locked in the mind as the team that beat us at Wembley in that trophy game. How disappointing was that? It was a bit of a fag end day out, if it ever was, a fag end day out at Wembley can be described like that. United had lost to Exeter in the playoff um, uh, uh, semi-final at Plainmore. We, 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 we won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> Only a week before. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, of course, was their priority this, that season. But they'd, they'd battled through all the rounds of the... Um, remember them going to York and getting a nil-nil draw at York to clinch their place in the final. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a long, long season. Um, and, obviously, it was the biggest, one of the biggest days, if not the biggest day in yeah. Ebbsfleet's life. It used to be called Gravesend and Northfleet, of course. Um, and uh, they won with a goal by <laughs> Chris McPhee, who Chris was McPhee. a yeah. footballer of this parish. And um, uh, it was a bit of a, a letdown, wasn't it? It but, was. Um, but, they, I mean, they've had their ups and downs since then. They're in, yeah. a, a, they're in a precarious position in the league at the moment. But on paper, their squad is decent, isn't it? It's not bad. And Gary um, touched on that as well, didn't he? Yeah, and, and Gary Hill, their very experienced manager, uh, I mean, they finished eighth last year. They, they yeah. just missed out on the playoffs. And and now and then financial problems overtook them in the summer. And for quite a while, it looked, there was doubts whether they are even going to line up in the National League this mm. season. But uh, they did. Um, Gary Johnson, uh, Gary Johnson, Gary Hill, um, you know, put a put a, a bit of a team together yeah. uh, with one or two half decent names in it. But they have struggled for most of the season. Uh, Gary Hill's gone now. Kevin Watson's taken over as manager. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they're not in a great run at the moment. No. Uh, they've had players sent off in their last three matches. Um, but they, on their day, they have some seriously useful players. Yeah. Miles Weston on the right wing. The two strikers, uh, Josh Mira and Gozi Agwa, are a handful when they're at it. Uh, and um, there's no reason to suppose that they won't be um, on Saturday. So, th- look, without doing the old record cliche thing too much, you know, you you can't tell from one week to the no, next. You if can't. you aren't at it, any team in this league can undermine yeah. you. Let's face it, United have lost at Chorley already. Um, their record against teams in the bottom half of the table isn't great. No. Um, uh, you know, take on Woking or Barnet or somebody like that. I mean, they've beaten Barrow, the leaders. Yeah. They've beaten Harrogate, who are second at home. Okay, they've lost twice to Yeovil. They've taken points off quite a lot of the, the teams in the top half of the table. But you have to do it yeah. against the other teams. And interesting, Gary Johnson was saying today, we might have to work very hard to break them down on Saturday. In other words, it might not be a ping, 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 where we're yeah. all going... Cool, that's good stuff. Yeah. Afternoon. It it might be a, a proper slog, um, and uh, uh, you know where they take a lot of breaking down. And he's talked about teams that take the lead against us and then sit back and run the clock down, which um, winds him up, doesn't it? And yeah. he's done a few times this. Yeah, season. yeah. And but and by the, the way, more... congratulations to the referee against Halifax the other week, who who booked one of their players in the fifty-six minute for time yeah. wasting. Yeah. Hallelujah. That that uh, that might uh, that, that might improve matters if more referees did that. But all the more important for uh, Torquay to take the initiative, go out there and um, get the first goal. Yes. Easy to say, sat here oh, with a cup of tea, isn't yes, it? Yes, go out and do it. Yeah, just just yeah, see, yeah. see to that, would you? But um, Quite. Yeah, that's what we want to see. Yeah. One more thing before we go. Now, I've got one of these Alexa devices in the corner of the room. Ooh. And I'm going to have to take it back because it's clearly faulty. Just listen to this, Mum. Alexa, who's the best footballer in the world? A footballer who is undoubtedly one of the modern greats is Lionel Messi. Known for his phenomenal dribbling skills and passing ability, Messi has scored... So that's got to go back to the shop, hasn't it? They didn't mention Hockers. <laughs> what? Matt Hockley? <laughs> Matt Hockley yeah. doesn't Alex get a mention. Russell. Yeah. Messi? Robin Stubbs. Come on. <laughs> Jeff Bezos oh, no, is getting that right back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time. I don't think we've gone on quite so long this week. This has been uh, the Yellow Army podcast. We'll see you at Plainmore on Saturday. Do Very come up and say game. hello. What's the old cliche? The win against the win at Fylde is never a good win unless you follow it up at home. Correct. So let's uh, let's hope we can do that. Let's have a Saturday afternoon we can all enjoy. Thanks for your time. And as ever, come, come on, on, you, you yellows. yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express Devon Live Talk United Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.